Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. to be back. It we're feels back. we're back. It doesn't it feel like we've been gone for a month. I it kind of does. I missed you. I, I missed, missed you our too. Listeners. I know. Two weeks too long. Two weeks too long. We had a good reason. Um yes, we were gone for Labor Day, Fashion Week. Um anyway, it doesn't matter. We're back now and we've got too much to talk about. Jen, what's on deck? Speaking of Fashion Week, we got to tell you the highlights, so we'll share some for you. Mm-hmm. And then Jess has mastered hot tools or 
Just learned how to use them, right? Just just one. One sure, hot tool. Sure. One, one hot tool. Lastly, a special message to our fans from Jess and from me, too. We're going to check in with you guys and have a some real talk, I think. Hashtag real talk. But before that, oh, my gosh, this is a big one. Jen Atkin. In the house. In the house. Yes. In the house. With bangs. The new haircut. With Kardashian news. Oh, my gosh. God. With baller business tips. Baller business tips. It's like one of our favorite interviews. Smelling fine. Cool shoes. Taking selfies with us. It was awesome. Cannot wait to share it with you guys. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. It is so good. Listen to from the front to the end. I'm telling you, the front to the end. Okay? You want to stay till the end. Jen, two words. Fashion week. Fashion Fashion week. Um, In New York. New York Fashion Week. In New York Fashion Week. The biggest news for me was not at the shows. Really? It was... The parties. The the, the parties, but also the two collections that were debuted during Fashion Week. There was more than a few well, right more than a few but i'm talking about the two big banner collections in my mind okay so what was your highlight for fashion week well i think we we need to talk about two okay all right i mean we really we don't have too long we've got jen atkin on the show so mm-hmm. let's just i i feel the clock is ticking okay i want to talk about fenty and okay. i want to talk about victoria beckham and Fenty, I couldn't go to with you because I had a personal engagement oh, that hey, night. The world premiere. The world premiere. Um, but you and I were both at Victoria Beckham, so let's start there. Okay. Victoria Beckham launched Weighs her s- three pounds. No, I'm just kidding. She, uh, she's so thin. Cheekbones for miles. I know, but she, oh, she has no tushy. Yeah. I felt like I had such a big tushy compared to her. She has no tushy. Can I just say that you were my favorite part of that event? There were maybe... 40 journalists in this room. Everybody's looking at the products, which we'll get to in a moment. And afterwards, she's like, I'm here to talk if anyone wants to talk. And everybody looked all scared. And Jess walks right up like they are BFF. And she's like, hey, and starts talking about products. And then just starts grabbing videos and selfies. And everybody in the room was like, that woman is baller. And I was like, that's my podcast co-host. Oh, well, you know, I I think she is such an amazing person. Very approachable. I think that she actually is like a really down girl. Yeah. And like... You know, I've been watching her. We all have, like, since the Spice Girls. She, she's got a really great sense of humor. If you, I'm acting like she's my best friend. I don't know you her personally. You guys that night. I don't know her personally, but I think she's awesome. I love her clothes. I love how she's been really honest about her many different beauty looks. She seems really open and funny and honest. I, just, I think she just seems really cool. And I love her style. I love her taste. And I'm just, I think she looks amazing. So... Anyway, she has the different collections, which I think you've talked about before on the show. Yeah. Right? Like, she has the New York collection. She has the London collection. She has she the LA faces. faces, the yeah. LA collection. I love how they're so tightly edited. Again, she's smart. Like, even her clothes are, you know, clothes that, quote, women want to wear. There's nothing super s- superfluous. And in case we made it, didn't make it clear, um, it's very clearly uh, Victoria Beckham with Estee Lauder. With Estee Lauder, yeah. Got Not her yeah, own line. Excuse me. It's um, like a collection for Estee Lauder. Yeah. Which makes more sense to me than a lot of the other collaborations they've done. It's just like a good fit. Classy. Yeah. Chic. Chic. 
understated, doesn't scream. Um, I mean, she's just so chic, it kills me. I a- so I asked her like what some of her favorite products were for for the from the collection, and she loves the morning the morning aura illuminating cream, which is just like this beautiful kind of luminizer that's not like you know too flashy. Again, right. so Victoria, so Bex, not too flashy. So Bex 2017, right. not too not flashy. Not posh era Bex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, not too flashy, just that beautiful like luminosity that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, then this Aura Gloss and Honey. Which is that is, that golden jelly yeah, thing? Mm-hmm. So that I was heavy handed with and it can get really glimmery. Mm-hmm. But if you just put a little dab, it's almost like Elizabeth Arden eight hour cream combined with a little bit of a gold shimmer that's not too yellow. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yep, yep, yep. But with a more of a whipped jelly texture, less ointment tea than Elizabeth Arden. She also loves, that sounds gorgeous. She also loves the matte lipstick in Victoria, which I have to get my hands on. Okay, that was a little brown for me. Really? That, tur- that got a little poshy for me. Remember when it was like the brownish nude? Yes. But that's having a moment, a little bit, the throwback nude. But for me, I think I need something with more like red and pink okay. in it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll be all over that. So if I think if you have um, more of my coloring, I think you're yeah, going to be into that. Yeah, maybe that's why. It looked a little dead on me. I, I get what you're saying, so be careful. But nice she line, was, though. yeah, she was just the the height of chic in my opinion and I just can't get enough of her um so anyway Victoria I know our time was limited there were so many people there but we have so many more questions to ask you about the line and what's coming down the pipe so open invitation Jen tell me about Fenty I think it was about this time last year that I professed love for Beyonce I'm switching teams I'm on Rihanna's team now let me tell you about the party shall I okay after I walked four miles to get there. Yeah, it, I heard it was in a very remote location. <laughs> it was in the Brooklyn Naval Yard, and this happens every time there's, like, a fashion show there. Alexander Wang shows there. You get to, like, the gates, and you're like, sweet, I'm here, and you let the Uber let you off or whatever, and then you still have to walk, like, oh, a God. good three-quarters of a mile to get to whatever building. So you get in there. The best part for me was, so I, the curtains were, like, closed, so they're like, oh, go through there. So I opened the curtains, and it was, I was on the stage that Rihanna was going to be on with all the people in front of me, and they're expecting Rihanna to come out. Were you and, supposed to be there? I think that I had just missed when they, like, closed the curtains, and from then on they were letting people around. But, like, I came through the area that Rihanna was going to be coming through in, like, five minutes. So everybody, like, looks up and gets all excited. I'm like, sorry, mm-hmm. it's just fat mascara. <laughs> um, but so she came. She launched it, global premiere. She got down with the people. There was maybe 150 people there. Jeffree Star was there, Manny Makeup, um, Joanne the Scammer, Amreezy. Like, every influencer you can imagine was in the audience. And then she launched the products. And then she got down and, like, was putting on makeup on people. I saw a video of that. Also, she looked amazing. Yeah, her body looked good. Her boobs are insane. I saw them. I thought for sure she was wearing some sort of amazing torpedo bra. No. She defies gravity. She wore this, like, sheer top that was tied sort of at the waist. And, like... It was Oscar. I heard it was all Oscar. Oscar de la Renta? Mm-hmm. Really? I heard that. Now, if someone wants to come, like, give me a call. I could see it was a big ball Send me ball an Instagram and, and fact check me. I'm all for it, but I heard it was Oscar, which I thought was pretty cool. I wonder if he would have been down with the, the braless factor. It looked it looked cool. but um, It's all about making it your own, Jen. It's she did, and, and it was all about yellow because the products are, there's a lot of, like, a lot of shimmer, a lot of bling going on. A highlight for me is the matchsticks. Which are mm. confusing if you've seen it online and stuff. So they're, it's a stick foundation, but then there's also stick blushes, stick shimmers, stick contour, stick eye, and they all look the same. They're just called matchsticks. But I get that because everybody puts makeup wherever they want now. Like 
she didn't have to put it in different componentry. And the cool thing is they sort of magnetize together. So you can get your contour shade, maybe a blushy shimmer, and a foundation. Stick the three together like a little honeycomb, mm. and you've got your, like, That's your set. You don't even need a bag, really. The other highlight for me is called Gloss Bomb. So I just think it's so baller. She did tons of skincare, she, or tons of foundation. She wanted every girl to be able to find their shade. There's like 40 foundation shades launched globally. I think this is the first time Sephora has launched a line at the same exact time all across the world. Mm -hmm. So you got to get every shade right. You've got every ethnicity. She did that well. But the lip color, one lip color. Like, mic dropped. Lip gloss dropped. Like, she was probably just thinking you know what, this is a good color. Why do I need to do a whole range? So it's like a rose gold shimmer. And truly, I haven't seen it on someone where it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's definitely a statement. Like, we'll talk about the shows maybe in another episode. Go online, check them out. We want to hear what you think. But really, like, this the, is the new fashion week. These big, These cool, big beauty launches. Yeah. That's where I'll be. Catch me at the Greenwich oh, Hotel. friend of mine. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Lighten up while you still can. Don't even try to understand. Jen, don't you find that hair, like talking about hair, can be like a weird thing to tell someone? Like, okay, remember, remember when Sarah Potempa was on the podcast? From Beachwaver. Yes, of Beachwaver fame. And I'll never forget, she said she was talking to an editor in her kitchen. This was the origin story for the beach waver. And they were like, well, how do I get a beach wave? And she's like, you know, you stick your arm and you stick it like a right angle and you're holding the wand upside down. And, 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 and the person was like, I don't get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, there's got to be a better way. So right. she started drawing it. Hair is freaking hard to convey to someone, like how to style it verbally. You have to show them. I agree. And everybody's hair is different. Right? Like, you have to show them. That's why, like, I'm, I'm really reluctant to, like, give someone hair tips on this podcast that aren't really easy. I always feel like I fall back on the, like, what's the easiest tip, you know, right. Jen Atkin? What's the easiest tip, you know, Sharon right. Graham? Because you've got curls and you've got a calic yeah. here. It's all different. I agree. So I had the extreme luxury of having Barb Thompson of the pine salon mm -hmm. she is my good friend and she is an incredible stylist she came to my house to give me a one-on-one -on -one lesson and then we had a follow-up at our mutual friend's oh, house oh you fancy oh now. it was fancy mm. and we used my harry josh curling iron she used your own tools my wand yeah she, I mean, she has her own tools but like she knows she knew i was this is key though she was working with your it, tools. it was incredible so i want to pass some knowledge on to our listeners, which I know. And, yeah, me, and me. And you, and you, but you sort of know what you're doing. You, you really know what you're doing. There are people like me out there who I know have some tools that they bought, they spent too much money on, and are sitting under their sink, and they've been used twice, or they're collecting dust from like 2008, you know, and they just don't know how to use them. Now, I know that I'm sort of repeating the problem here because it's like, wait, you can't see me, you're not showing me, but there were a few critical things that, that she learned. taught me. Okay. One is in the prep. Prep. If you say your hair doesn't hold a curl, spray your hairbrush with hairspray and run it all through your hair before you even start with anything. Why your brush, not your hair? Because it just like coats everything. Because all those little bristles yes, pick up the hairspray yes. and then it gets distributed nicely. 
And then she used all this fun language, which I really loved, like as an editor, which just just always gonna like make me laugh and stick like with me. This was sort of like what Harry Josh was saying. So I'm kind of like hitting you over the head twice with the same tip. But I love the way she said it. She said, like, you've got to think George Washington. And she's like, don't be afraid of George Washington. I'm like, what? What the hell are you saying? And she said, make those curls. Because she said, I know you don't want to be, you don't want to look, you know, corny. You don't want the really silly, you know, tight beach waves or the Shirley Temple. Oh, no, girl, make them. Or the George Washington curls. Yeah. Make those curls really tight. So I was coiling my hair You're around the wand. wrapping the hair around the barrel tightly. Tight. Like you want tight. a spiral coming like out I of there. Like I want a freaking spiral, okay. man. I made spirals and I kept them there for a long time. On the heat. On the heat. How many seconds? Um, I don't know. I kind of lost count, which maybe like isn't the correct thing in terms of like damage. But like my hair is really healthy and I... Okay, I'm going to go with five. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't like, oh, I watched a commercial. Yeah, right. like, you know. Let's be good beauty editors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I let it, th- and then I let it go, and it was pretty tight, but you know what? It looks weird right away, right? But then by the time I was done, that hair fell. Like, by the time I left yeah. my house, it was so pretty. Harry Josh said the same thing. Like, yes. You have to go to the extreme of what you think is going to look good. But I was thinking, like, okay, he's thinking about a shoot, or he was thinking about a more extreme situation. I did that. I did the George Washington curls, and my hair was banging. Did you brush through them after they were cool? I kind of raked through them with my hands. Okay. Like, if I, if I brushed through and they them. they softened up. Yeah, for sure. Then I also get really freaked out by sectioning. I have a lot of hair. I have really thick hair. When I think of sectioning, I think of, like, I'm not a builder. I'm not a mathematician. It all feels very, like... Lo- Quadrants. Yeah, like, it feels happening. very logistic. She said, just make your hair into, like, pizza slices. Well, I like to eat pizza... Where's the center of the pizza? What do you mean? Which pizza slices are triangles, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to mess my hair up right now, but as I created a visualization oh, of like, happening. okay, the, gen- they, yeah. the crust of the pizza is at your center part. Yes. And the pointy part is down in your ear. Yes. Yeah, so once so I so there started, is no center of the pizza. It's just multiple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. So head. yeah. So I made little pizza slices all doing. over my head. Yeah. There's a triangle above your ear. There's a triangle in your back left quadrant. Back mm-hmm. right quadrant. Okay. So I started making pizza slices all over my head. And each one gets wrapped like George Washington. Correctamundo. Okay. Then the third tip she gave me, which was just like, you know what? I've been such a lazy bum. Okay. I've been putting texture sprays like in my dry hair thinking, I love this texture. And by the time I get to work, it doesn't look like I'm really using that much texture spray. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it gives me something. I mean, obviously, you guys have heard me say. You've I, raised a Yeah, I love sale. Spray. I love herbivores, you know, texture mist. They do something, but they always look a little bit better in the morning. Mm-hmm. Try using it. And maybe you guys are already doing this. And you're like, you know, wow, Jess, you really don't know what you're doing with hair, <laughs> which is which is very true. Um, look, I never said hair is my beat. OK, that's really like I'm like a, I'm on the fragrance. beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a D student with hair. Put it in wet hair and then do all your styling or like wet damp to wet hair. Oh, my God. My life has changed. OK, you went out of order. So I'm just going to recap here. Damp hair. Do your texture spray. Let it dry. Then take a brush with hairspray on <laughs> yeah. it, brush through. Then make a pizza slice. Yeah. Then do George Washington. Look, I'm still getting the hang of this okay, kooky you reverse, hair thing. But like George Washington pizza, 
texture on the wet head. These are helpful tips. Do the George Washington. Wait, wait, wait. Do do the. I'm gonna make it to make. I'm right doing. No, I'm gonna do a McDonald's wrap. No, okay. I'm not really. I'm gonna spare you guys. I think everybody doesn't. Yeah, want no, that. no one wants that. But no, first, <laughs> you do the spray on the wet hair. Yeah. Wet to damp. Then you're gonna make a pizza. Yeah. Then you're gonna do the G dubs. And then. Rake. Brush it out with you. Rake it out with your hands. And, and I promise you, you're going to look so much better than I did. That's amazing. Thank you for those tips. Thanks, Barbs. know we love you so much you dm us you instagram us you tweet us you send us emails we read every single one if we don't get back to you we apologize but trust us we listen and it's funny uh, two weeks ago was the last episode before mm -hmm. our break um something we said hit a nerve with you and we we want to address it because you know we're in this together yeah um we were coming up we were joking around thinking what we should we call our fans and I, you know, like deadhead, like people who love the Grateful Dead are deadheads. You know, what what do you call like the cult group of fans? Right. And joking around, I said little fatties. And I feel so badly. I saw on our private Facebook group <laughs> and our Twitter and our email, some people were really offended by that. And I just want to apologize to you guys. I meant no harm. I was being making it's a so silly funny. joke. It wasn't even like a body reference to fatty, but I feel like people felt like a little bit body shamed if they're not like the skinniest person in the world. And I feel really badly but about I that. I should have been way more sensitive to that. And yeah, it's like, and I it's, didn't think of that. But it's funny because I'm so like, if you ask anyone in my family, like my whole life, if someone ever said something that was even like an oblique reference to like, I don't know, maybe, like, do you need a size up? I would, like, not talk to them for the rest of the day. Like, what are you saying? You know, like, I'm very highly sensitive to you, that kind of thing. You brought it up on the podcast, too. Yeah. We talked about your uh, breast reductions. Mm -hmm. It just blew over our heads. I did not even yeah. think about it. So, I yeah, I was being silly, and then I made a joke, like, oh, we're body positive. Like, you know, I, I, I was being too flippant about it, and I care about all of our listeners so much, Jen does, too. Yeah, I just, that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So... It was a good learning for me, and if you have further thoughts about it, you know, again, we can't necessarily always reply to every single email, but I am reading them, I'm taking them to heart, and I hope that you'll accept my apology. Your love is fading. Your love is fading. Your love is fading. I feel it fading. When no one ain't around, I feel it fade. I think I think too much. I feel it fade. Ain't nobody watching. I feel it fade. I just fade away. Fade away. We are here with Jen Atkin who to call a hairstylist is an understatement. You're a hairstylist with a bigger following than many of your clients, I'm excluding the Kardashians, okay? Okay. Um, and you're a serious beauty entrepreneur in your own right. I mean, the fact that you're here, I know like 
I'm going to be having to like text a lot of my friends after because everyone's dying that you're here. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you for coming. I am so obsessed with Fat Mascara, and I can't believe you even want to talk to me. Of course we do. Are you kidding? This is so exciting, and I'm like, I'm literally fangirling over you guys. Oh, this is major. And Love. did you get a trim? Wait, which one? Everybody you, just hair has cut amazing. her hair. I, I got a trim. I just got I got a, a trim, a light shaping, and some some beautiful long layers from Elliot Rivera. Thank you, Elliot. Nice beautiful. and fresh this morning. You look amazing. Thank you. So we've been trying to make this happen for a while now. Um, we're lucky enough that you're in town, I'm guessing, for Fashion Week, right? Mm-hmm. So what's been keeping you busy this week? Um, oh goodness, I have to literally look at my Instagram. You told me I have to put my phone down. I, I just I like, know. don't I just even felt, remember. I thought you were like snapping. I thought you were like no. texting with Kim. I don't no, know. No, no, no. I was snapping, texting the whole thing. I was here. No, I'm. He- I've been here for a week. I was working with Kaya Gerber, who this is her first fashion week that she's walking. She looked amazing. At so Alex cute. Wine. Like well, cutie pie, like what's it like to be 16 and pretty? I don't even know. <laughs> it's don't, like, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. Um, and then Bella Hadid was uh, launching her fragrance with Bulgari, so we were working on that. And Kendall Jenner was here with her while she got her Daily Front Row uh, award. Have you been getting any sleep? Kind of, yeah. Oh, that's good. I sleep. I do sleep. People always like ask me, when do you sleep? I really do sleep. I like get eight hours every night. I can figure it out because you go back in her Snap story or her Insta story and you're like, okay. When I'm not on Snapchat, exactly, I'm Exactly, six hours. Okay, she slept six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to assume that most people who listen to the show, they they likely know who you are. So you're easily one of the biggest hairstyles on the planet. And you're, again, I was saying like you're a celebrity in your own right. But when I got to Cosmo, I would say probably like now it's like five, now I'm at Teen Vogue, but when I was at Cosmo, maybe it was like five or six years ago. I remember kind of having to like reacquaint myself because I was out of like the ed- beauty editorial loop for like a minute, and everyone's like Jen Atkin, Jen Atkin's gonna be there. Oh my god, we gotta go to the advent. Jen Atkin, Jen Atkin. Like I, it was, I felt like there were all these names that were thrown at me, but Jen Atkin kept them coming up again and again and again. So annoying. And it felt like <laughs> not, no, it was cool. Like you know, like I, I, I saw you in an event. I was like, all right, yeah, this, yeah, this girl is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and you had like big rings and like you were super fabulous, mm. but I felt like. It, your name kind of popped out out of nowhere. But I know that obviously you didn't pop out of nowhere. Like you don't get to where you are from just like having an Instagram account. Can you kind of give me a little bit of a background, like how you started? Yes. Do you want the short version? Because we only have so much time. I know. Well, I've been like, working for you, a long time. Like is that, yeah, I figured like you had to have built your name, like assisting people, working in salons. Like which yeah, track did you? I think we come from a generation though where like, it it was a different time when to like promote yourself was so different. So like when Completely. you heard about a Serge Mont or even like a Harry Josh, like Orlando, you know, it was a different time. And so I think that for you, like I just popped up out of nowhere because Instagram popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's really. I also wasn't in the loop for a few years. So when I got there, it was like there were names that I hadn't heard of for a little bit. But yeah. Your name kept on coming up the most. Yeah, I definitely like got. I feel like my career got popping when Instagram happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I moved to LA from like a small town in Utah in 2000. The only way to find like the cool salons was the Allure directory. So yeah. I would like stalk Allure. I would find all the salons that were in, you know, the last like year of Allure magazines and I would cold call them 
and you I would like take Calvin. my Thomas guide. I would go and drive in my Honda Civic and basically just harass these salons and ask if I could get a job as a receptionist because I didn't have any sort of training. I hadn't done anything. But I knew that I really loved as a kid, like I loved shopping montages and makeover scenes in movies. <laughs> so uh, I, What's the best one? What's your favorite? Oh, my God. Um, she's All That. Oh, good one. I love True Beverly Hills is everything. I love Pretty Woman shopping montage. Hello. Classic. Um, yeah, there's so many. I have to like think about it. But so like growing up, I just was always obsessed with like pop culture and just the idea of women really changing, you know, their aesthetic and, and becoming like a different person. And so you wanted to be in that scene. Yeah. Right? And I didn't know what that scene was. So cut to 2000. I grew up Mormon. I don't know what gay men are. I don't know any Jewish people. I literally was just like in a little Disney bubble. And so when I moved to LA, I was like, oh my God, there's these beautiful men that like take care of women and do their hair and they don't want to sleep with them. And they a just lot of want to hang too. out and dance. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is insane. This is amazing. So I went to the salons. No one was hiring. Finally, um, I was like doing odd jobs. Like I was a receptionist at an architect firm. And then suddenly I got a call from this woman at a Stilo salon. At the time, a Stilo in LA was like the spot to be. Winona Ryder was coming in and out, Brittany Murphy. I first met Jessica Alba, like feeding her meter. Um, mm. This was 2003. And I was feeding like Stevie Nicks meter. I met Bette Midler. It was like, I felt like I could like go home. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, this is fabulous. So I started as a receptionist there, and then they moved me up to manager. And uh, I basically, you know, I knew I wanted to learn the business side of things. I wanted to learn what what hairstylists, like what that world was and what their life was like, and if they could really make a living being a hairstylist. And so that's the place where I really learned what not to do. I mean, I had such amazing training. Philip Carrion owns a salon. I still talk to him to this day. But I saw this like mentality of a hairstylist where they felt like their success was never going to end. And so you saw a lot of hairstylists at the time who were doing drugs, who were going out mm. a lot, who had a lot of clothes in their closet and no money in the bank. Mm. So, so this is all the what not to do stuff. Well, the this kind was of like the, this excess. Was, it wasn't just that salon. This was like the mentality of a hairstylist in the 90s. You know, everyone was just riding that wave. And it was like... If you were, uh, you know, a successful stylist and your name was in the magazines, like, you know, they just felt like that was never going to end. So I really just observed kind of what they were doing right and wrong. Um, and then I decided I wanted to go to hair school. So I basically was working as a manager. I was going to, I couldn't afford like a Vidal Sassoon. It was like $21,000 at the time. So I went to a state-funded like occupational center mm -hmm. and I looked it up and I saw that you could actually go and get your hours for your license, but also work in a salon at the same time and like kind of kill two birds with one stone. So I had met Chris McMillan. He started at Estilo. When Chris opened his salon, you know, I was still friendly with him. And so I, I knew, I knew kind of like the players in the world of, of hair. So when I got my license, I was basically working at night as a hostess at a restaurant I was going to school I was working in the salon the days that I could you know I was you a hustler yes I was like definitely multitasking back then but I got my license I went to Chris McMillan asked if there was any opportunity there and luckily Andy Lecomte was mm. looking and I knew him you know from dancing with the fabulous gays 
we had like mm-hmm. been on similar dance floors and he um I, I loved his aesthetic I loved what he did and he was working with Madonna at the time Nicole Richie Lindsay Lohan Misha Barton this was like 2005 and he was looking for an assistant so I assisted Andy um it was supposed to be for six months he, and then we ended up going on Madonna's tour and wow. so here I am at 26 years old. He asked me to come and do all the dances. So had you worked in a salon yet, or you just went straight to work with I him as an assistant? I was on set with him and had not worked in the salon yet, no. Wow. So when I'm Madonna's tour, at 26 years old, got to see, like, the world. And it was such an incredible experience, and just watching, like, you know, stage performance and learning how to, you know, work quickly backstage because you have to get this dancer in their next look. And it was so incredible. And at the time... Um, you know, all of the dancers were like street dancers from all over the world. So they were like young kids who had never traveled either. So we're all just like big eyed. It was such an amazing experience. I would never do it again. <laughs> it was so hard. Um, and so then I came back and, you know, Andy really helped push my career. I was doing extensions the time that, you know, extensions took 10 hours to do. Right. And Andy was so supportive and amazing. And he, I was working with Nicole and with Lindsay and all the girls that were kind of, you know, the, the it girls at the time. Um, it's funny, I just recently worked with Nicole Richie and she was like, Jen, I remember the first time you did my extensions and we were like on hour six and we were watching like tons of TV and she's like, I looked at you and I was like, oh, I'm so over this. And you go, oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nothing changed. That's Don't worry, honey, you look fine. But yeah. Yeah. I was so, so like So horrible. would you say Andy is your mentor, Andy Lacombe? Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Andy taught me you know, so much about like vintage roller sets and how to be, you know, just your demeanor on set and how to be professional. And, you know, he, he is so passionate about what he does. He's the guy that has like 40, you know, wigs, wig stands with wigs on them in his living room. He's incredible. He lives and breathes hair. Yeah. It's funny that you said the extensions first question, why don't they take 10 hours anymore? Well, now they have tape in. So, and the hair quality is so much better. Like back in the day, it was like, old glue that would like get everywhere it was gummy but you had to do like little tiny sections it was a whole thing so it's funny because now I think of you more like effortless glamour like you're yeah. not the extensions girl no, by I, any but means. I was for a minute yeah <laughs> so how did you like get known for that particular look and what does that mean to you like it's hard to do like looking glamorous but not like you're trying too hard yeah I mean I feel like that effortless vibe I'm trying to think of when I really started like when I was on my own I'm trying to think of where that even came from, to be honest with you. I mean, I know that it was a time when I'm trying to think of like Oscars. Oscars was like super, super set, roller set, brushed out waves. Like I look at Renato Campora as like the king of that. I yeah. love mm-hmm. the hair that he does. But, you know, everything was very fancy. It was like jewels in the hair. It was. And then there was a shift. This was of. like yeah. 2000. I'm so old. I can't even remember. I know that like going to Paris to do my first fashion week, all of the hair I was so excited to learn, like, oh, my God, I'm going to learn, like, this amazing, cool, like, way to do all these, like, French looks. And it, and it was literally California waves, like, mm. every single show. Wow. It was, like, the Chloe show. Everything was California waves. And I was like, oh, my God. But I realized, I was like, wow, like, the aesthetic of L.A., because I really do think, like, Lindsay and Nicole, like, they had that kind of cool effortless, like, Rachel Zoe. Right. Yeah. Like, Rachel Zoe, she's, like, the boho, like, it was a boho vibe at the time, and it was coming out of California. It was, like, you know, like, Coachella vibes before Coachella. Mm -hmm. So I feel like 
I was really lucky because I was kind of in the epicenter of that. And going to Fashion Week and learning... You started working around that time. Like yeah. That's when you started learning really about hair. Like, uh, like doing my own clients, like yeah. Like that kind of early or the Back mid aughts, right? Yeah. yeah, like 2000... I, I want to say 2009, 2010. Um, yeah, so I basically, you know, was just kind of like following the aesthetic of what the cool girls in LA were doing. So who were your first celebrity clients? So my first celebrity clients were... Amanda Bynes and Hayden Panettiere. Okay. And they were California cool girls. We don't text anymore. Oh, mm. That's okay. Um, you know, they were kind of like the young, it was like Nickel- coming out of Nickelodeon. Was Amanda Bynes on Nickelodeon? I believe so. It was like coming out of Nickelodeon and Hayden was doing Heroes. And, and then I, you know, in LA at the time, it was like, this is pre-Instagram still. So the only way to really get clients is through publicists. So it was like Their whatever publicist, publicist mm-hmm. totally. So whatever publicist were coming into the salon to get a blowout, you were like praying to God you got booked on that publicist. So you used to be really nice to these publicists. So nice. And they're not so nice sometimes. Did but you would just have to like. Did you pretend you didn't know who they were? Like, oh, is Hayden, <gasps> your, is Hayden your client? 100%. Like we would see somebody coming in from like 42 West or, you know, or um, uh, Bismarck. No, what's the, oh my God, I'm totally blanking. Um, anyway, so it was like, you know, all the big publicists were coming to Chris McMillan to get their hair cut and blown out before premieres. Mm-hmm. So um, it's where I first met Amanda Silverman, who I'm still good friends with today, who reps like Rihanna, Charlize. And so when they the have world. a new young client and they're like, you need a good hairstylist, they'll send her your way. And yeah. Sort of so from there. totally. So that's how I landed my first like major, major celeb client, Sofia Vergara. Oh, right. Ah. And so Sofia was kind of unknown. It was before Modern Family. And I think like, Sophia was a really good opportunity for me because, I mean, that long, luscious, gorgeous hair of hers. I, I, is I mean, it you have real? a field day. It's yeah. Gorgeous. I know. That's why I've always thought it looks so real. There's no way those are yeah. extensions. Yeah. So she really, like, helped kind of put me on the map, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, the rise of Modern Family and then she got CoverGirl and had so many amazing things going on. So um, that's really, like, the first client that she, she kind of helped me get out of the salon. So... Who was the first client that you feel, I mean, she has incredible hair. She's definitely like, you know, the perfect ideal, like first client. But who was the person that gave you, that was like emblematic of those effortless, like sexy Jen Atkin waves? I mean, honestly, that, it that was hair? Sophia. I mean, she I was doing Sophia's so many like red more like co- bombshell. Yeah, Have I got she it wrong? Also, no, she had like, she had such a moment. Like she was literally doing every single red carpet. She was doing like, you know, you probably don't remember, but it was like she was doing her Kmart line. She had jewelry. She mm-hmm. had CoverGirl, you know, but like her hair and like the Pepsi ads, like that really was the reason oh, yeah, I got attention. The, beach with the Pepsi. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian saw those ads and saw that hair. Oh, that's fascinating. And I, yeah, this leads into I get a call to do Kim for the cover of Cosmo. Um, and it was with her sisters. And I, my agent at the time was like, hmm you don't really want to do this, do you? And I was like, yeah, I do. I think she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was 2000, oh my God, you guys, we're in seven. This is probably 2012. And so go to Miami. I like working with Kim. She's so amazing. It's the first time I met Mario. And Chloe and I really just like clicked. And and in between shots, you know, we were just like joking and laughing. And, um, and then I got the most amazing email from Chloe after we got home and was like, I'm hosting X Factor. It's the first time I'm really doing anything on TV outside of our show. I'm really nervous. And I'm sure you, there's no way you'd ever want to do this. But I would die if you could help me, like, figure out my looks and do my hair for it. 
it was the nicest email I've ever gotten from a celebrity in my life. Like she was just so, so sincere and so sweet. And I was like, yes, like, of course. My agent at the time was like, are you joking? You really want to do this? It's like, I think that she's so amazing. Why? Because it's not, because it's like a, a funny television show? Um, the show's been on 10 years now. So this was probably, the show had been on four years. And like the girls were still seen as like reality stars was like a really bad word at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it was but like you connected with her. So yeah, it was a coming out of the Osbournes and coming out of like Jessica Simpson show Newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so weird to think about that. Yeah. That so like, like reality star still kind of had like people were still watching TV. So it was like reality was still kind of a bad word. Anyway, so started working with Chloe and the rest is history. And you know, I've been working now with the family since then, and they've really been so um, so amazing and supportive, and really have like helped put me on the map and support mm-hmm. me. Let's talk about that effortless hair just for a second. Yeah. What can the average bear do to get that kind of look? Mm-hmm. And I realize that every hair type is different, so there's not going to be like a one-size-fits-all, but people love you for, you know, that kind of, like, you know, real girl look. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, my aesthetic and what I thought was really pretty kind of hit at the right time because, mm-hmm. again, like, it always goes back to Instagram for me. I think that at the time, you know, when I first started, you had to go to your hairdresser. Like, people went to their hairdresser to mm-hmm, get their hair done mm-hmm. because we had no YouTube videos. We had no clue as to, you know, how to do your hair on your own. And we weren't as busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people had more time to, like, go and take care of themselves. And so I think as I, you know, started to get popular in the salon and and as I was doing Instagram and kind of documenting what was going on, I realized that a lot of my clients were now, like, gravitating to Instagram and taking more photos of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so... I kind of saw it as an opportunity to teach them in the chair. And, like, we could sit and gossip about, you know, who Lindsay Lohan's, like, dating at the time. But let's, like, talk about, like, how you can do this at home. Because I also knew, I was smart enough to know that if my clients could do their hair themselves, they'd be better walking billboards for me. So, like, instead of making them feel like, oh, you have to come to me to get your hair done, I was like, this is how you hold a curling iron. This is how you would use a flat iron. These are the products that you would use. And like it and it worked. Like everybody, you know, I they wouldn't come in as consistently, but they would send friends and you know, I kind of became like you get a lesson in my chair on how to do it yourself. That's smart. So can we find these videos on like a, like I guess in your site or you, you started something called mainaddicts.com. Is this for like regular folk people to watch? Yeah, I'm so happy we're talking about main addicts because um so basically, my whole idea of Main Addicts came before my product line. Yeah. So Main Addicts was just my way of creating community amongst hairstylists because there was nothing at the time that was had a digital presence and nothing that really felt like it was just focusing on hair trends, hairstylist, who was doing what. Like I said, that Allure salon directory, I wanted that, but like on Did steroids. You, mm-hmm. And this is Main, M-A-N-E addicts.com for anyone who's just looking for it now. It was in 2014. 2014 we launched and it literally was like meetings in my kitchen. My husband's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm good friends with um, Hillary Kerr and Mm -hmm. Catherine Powers who started Who, What, Where. And so they were, for years, they were like, Jen, like you are so passionate about hair. Like do something with hair. We'll help you. We'll get the ads for you. Like we'll help set it up. We have the templates. And so they really pushed me into doing it. And Thank God they did. It's been so incredible. So now Main Addicts, you know, three years later has now turned into 
this amazing kind of playground for brands to come and showcase like their new products and for hairstylists to kind of to shine and get, you know, I really want to just help my peers in the way I helped myself. I'm good at marketing. I figure, mm-hmm. like I always say, I'm, I'm like a, a marketing guru first and then a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Because I've always, you know, I don't know, I've always just kind of um, been interested in the way to connect and communicate, you know, your message to people. So Main Addicts was a place for me to help my, my peers who didn't understand Instagram or social media to kind of help them get the kudos that they deserve. Right. That's cool. Yeah, and so um, and that also goes to consumers and, and people that come to the salon. I wanted a place for them to go to find out who was doing the looks on the red carpet, but then also to have videos and show how to get those looks, and you know, for consumers to also learn about products that are coming out. You yeah, there's a theme coming through this whole thing of like business first, which is like amazing and not so average for a hair size, I think. So then when you launched a line, I think it became a huge success because you know about business. So tell us, why did you launch launch Way? Um, so Way... And what the name means for people that like... Wait, wait. Because when it first okay. came out, all the BDRs were like, ooey I know. Like, what I do we say? It. I love yeah. it. I love thought it. it was Hawaiian at You first. guys, that's... She, she thank you. I grew up in Hawaii. Ah. So I wanted it to be a conversation piece. I wanted it to be like Versace. I wanted it to be like Hermes. I wanted you to totally screw up the name. and <laughs> But I wanted you to then become the friend at lunch who corrects your friends and you're like, no, it's way. It's kind of genius. You know, I just, it was a huge risk and people thought I was crazy for doing that. But basically, when I set my mood board for way and what I wanted it to look like, again, it goes back to effortless hair. I was very inspired when I was going and working the shows in Paris by the women on the streets. And like the model off-duty girls. So when I was doing shows, it was like Anya Rubik, Daria, Fria Beha, yeah. all these girls who just looked so cool. And they had like great style, but their hair was like, it wasn't wearing them. They were wearing their hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, they didn't look too done. Mm-hmm. They just looked so cool. And so when I set down my mood board, I was actually in my friend Tony Umel's office who helped me create the aesthetic of way and the, and the message and the packaging. And I've known him for like 10 years. And we looked at the board and I was like, it's just so like the French girl vibe is what I want. You know, and here I am, like I grew up in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and I like live in L.A., which couldn't be further from like French girl cool. And I was like, I just want to like figure out how to create this vibe. It's not called Jen Atkin because this brand is not about me. Like obviously I'm behind it. I'm creating the product. I'm I've been sent every single product under the sun from brands because of main addicts. Mm-hmm. But I knew there was like a white space and there was something missing. There was something that wasn't relatable to my friends. There was something that, you know, advertising in hair just felt so unrelatable. And like it felt salami. like unrealistic. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to see like seven lights on like seven wigs. And it's just not realistic. So when we looked at it, I was like, we're looking at words. We thought pret for a minute. And then the word way, the word we were like basically the, the, the runner, runners up. Yes, in French. And we were looking mm-hmm. at it, and I was like, no, but the cool way of saying yes in French is way. Yeah, I and love how they do that. It was O U A I S. Yeah. And then I was like, no, it's too long. And I'm like, if we take off the S, first of all, it's going to be easier to get like the domain name. <laughs> but if we take off the S, it looks almost Hawaiian. And then it just kind of oh. all clicked at that moment. So, yeah, was how so way it's came a cool to girl way to say yes in French. Also feels like wavy in Hawaiian and yeah. looks like a Hawaiian word. And it smells a little Hawaiian. It was really crazy Very about the beautiful. scent. So the scent was so important to me, and that's really where like we put the money into it. Was we hired Jupiter to help us create the scent. They do the Tom Ford and everybody. And I was like, you know what? I 
I'm sick of hair products smelling like bubble gum or like old lady. And I wanted something that was just mm-hmm. modern and cool. And like, I love like white jasmine. We talked about Kai earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, you know, a lot of Bioretto scents. And so um, when we set the scent and we like figured out what it was, I was going back to a lot of Hawaiian scents that I grew up around. And I wanted it to cover up basically like gym smell, like gym sweat scalp and also like cigarettes and like going out from the night before and I wanted to be able to spray dry shampoo and like smell fresh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you've used we talked about Instagram and how it's helped you in your career but you've used it for the line too to do like market research and things like that right how um how much has it influenced like the products that you come out with and how you've changed the line after it launched like a hundred percent it's like it's the reason we have a line like my idea was to create the first hair care brand that was socially connected yeah. What does that mean, though? And at the time, like, well, you know, I am sitting here having conversations every day with people mm-hmm. about, like, my outfit or my hair or my client's hair. And I was like, I would love to just, this is an amazing place to crowdsource. Over social media, you mean? Yeah. Like, people are DMing you and on Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm literally having conversations with strangers every day. And so I was like, you know what I'd love to do is to create, you know, the first SKUs were really kind of, like, my, the products that I knew were missing, things that had been discontinued that I loved and things that I just wanted to create uh, that I knew were going to work. And then I wanted to start the conversation with our followers. And, you know, we're constantly turning on Instagram story or Instagram live when we're in meetings talking about product development. It's the first hair care brand that really is like our followers are creating the product with us. That's really cool. But here's a question. Did you ever feel like, you know what? I'm Jen Hatkin. I'm the expert. And I don't need, like, you know, two million people telling me, make it green, make it round, make it jasmine, make it rose. Like, that's got to be really, like, confusing now. No. Like, first thing, the major, major, um, I think, advice I've gotten in life Mm -hmm. is, like, lose the ego. And like I said, like, in the 90s, hairstylists were kind of known as having an ego, and that was cool, Mm -hmm. and you had to. You know what I mean? You had to to get your voice heard back then. Mm -hmm. It's a different time now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so over exclusivity. I hate it. I want everyone to be a part of the conversation. I want everyone to be involved. You're talking to a girl that grew up Mormon in Utah. <laughs> like, I never thought I would, like, be in this world that I'm in. I go to Paris. I get to go to Dubai. I get to, you know, come to New York to Fashion Week and, like, be backstage. Like, the whole thing is crazy to me. And so I feel like, you know, with social media, we're at a time right now. It's like a revolution where spirits are being awoken and kids are being heard. And no longer is it just, like you know, a one-size-fits-all, we really are having a conversation with all different types of people. And so for me, like, this line is not about me. It's about the people who follow the brand and the people who who want more from a brand, who want to be a part of a community. You know what I mean? It goes beyond even the hair products. Like, I wanted to create a really cool vibe that felt inspiring to people, and I just wanted, you know, I wanted to open the conversation and not feel like, you know, people are deciding what's good for you and you're not having a say. Mm-hmm. I wanted something, again, like we go back to the word relatable. I wanted something that, you know, included everyone. Right. I was recently talking to a hairstylist and he was talking to me about how he feels that a lot of the younger generation in his orbit think that Instagram is sort of a shortcut to success to be a hairstylist. He's like, can I ask how old he was? Um, sure. Um, I think he was probably about, I'll say 35 plus. Okay. So not a millennial. And he said that it's not really about, you know, just putting a great look up and then 
kind of it being the shortcut to like, well, wait a second, why aren't I, why aren't I famous? Or why aren't I, maybe famous is too strong of a word, but Instagram has kind of created this illusion that there is a shortcut that you don't have to kind of quote unquote, like pay your dues. What do you think about that idea? Do you think that Instagram has sort of created a little bit of a, like a shorter time to success in yeah, the beauty I mean, industry? You guys have to remember that like when I started, I started pre-Instagram. Like I yeah. started my career, I assisted for Danilo and Renato mm-hmm. and Bob Racine and I got to go work on Guido's team. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there was no Ubers when we were leaving the shows. We were like, you know, cobblestone streets, like a bitch. It was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I understand that concept of paying your dues. Yeah. I worked for a colorist who used to like paint bleach on my hands if I wasn't paying attention. Like I understand. I come from that world. That was your punishment? Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I still have scars to this day. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I understand that. And I understand that mentality. And again, like when I started Main Addicts, a lot of my peers were like, why are you calling me? Like, why do you want to help me? Like what? Everyone was like so um, confused by the idea of like, you guys, we could be a community and stronger together. And like, I just saw so much opportunity there. And then the new generation... So let's say like Mm post-Instagram. There's been so many conversations from people my age and people a little bit older about, you know, they're so anti it. And I really was like the poster girl of the knowing people Mm -hmm. because here I was, you know what I mean? I've never, ever like said I'm the best hairstylist. I pay so much dues to like Orlando and Serge and and all of these, and Odile and all of these people who are so amazing at their craft. But I also think that Instagram is changing so many different types of businesses. It's not just beauty. And I think that to me, it sounds like the same conversation people had about like the iPod. You know, it's like CDs went away and we had the iPod. VHS and DVD. It's like this is a part of technology. It's not going away. And you know, I think the best thing to do is to not fight change and to embrace it. That's what Orlando said. He said it was Did like he? the railroad. Yeah, he said, he said it's like a, ignoring the railroad or television. He said yeah. you just can't ignore it. Totally, and and I agree. I think and Orlando's really smart to recognize that, mm-hmm. because I think you know in my career I've never cared about like what other people are doing or felt like I've really worked hard on not, not being jealous. And there's in my salon locker I had a quote from Serge Norman up that says, "Don't be jealous by your peers, be inspired by them." Swear to God, you guys, that quote like changed my world. I was like, yes, like I totally Mm -hmm. feel that. And so I think with Instagram, it's not only, you know, created more people. And yes, the the industry is definitely more saturated now Mm -hmm. because there's a lot more people on the scene. But these people work hard. Like Instagram, social media takes up probably 35 to 40 percent of my day. Wow. I'm not kidding. Like, it does. It's the new form of advertising. It's the way brands are connecting. Yeah. It's the way we're connecting with each other. It's the only way I know, like, what my friends are doing. And it's not going away. And I think that, you know, instead of looking at it as, like, a nuisance, you look at it as, like, how can this benefit me? Right. You look at it as part of your job, as a legitimate part of your job. Like, yeah. it's, it's advertising. Here's uh, just And I also think it's created more opportunity. There's more stars out there. It's not just celebrities on a red carpet. Do they have talent? Mm. All of them, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, talent is talent is a is a word that to me it's like if you're saying somebody's beautiful, 
You know what I mean? Like, there's so many the different ways of, like, this is business. This is business. It's the way that you advertise, mm-hmm. and the people who are on it, whether they're showing their outfits or they're showing their makeup routine or they're showing, I look at all of the the influencers from Ipsy. They work their ass off. These girls are yeah. not only attending things, they're not only going and you know creating video content to put out there, but they're documenting them doing that. You know, it's a full-time job. Speaking of, like, because, you know, we try and do social media, too. The thing that I've always had trouble with, and maybe our listeners will get some tips from you on this, is that it's such a visual medium. So a lot of it is about taking pictures of yourself and your friends and things like that. Just on a purely practical, like, advice-giving way. Like, how... Do, do you just forget about ego and just like, I'm going to take a picture even if I don't That's look great? That's a great question. Like, I'm a magazine Ew, no. editor. I style the Ew. shit out of the photo. No. <laughs> no, you, you want it to look about? good, right? Because it's your brand. Yes. Okay, so how do you make sure you look good in a photo and don't feel super awkward when you take a picture? Well, you know your angles. You know which filter to use. Like, I don't Teach just, me my angles, I don't Jen just Atkin. like load a picture <laughs> in Instagram stories, like bare, like no filter or anything. I will usually go to camera roll. I'll show you after. I go to camera roll and I use one of the filters and then I load that to Instagram stories. Like you have the tools to, I don't know, it's like not wearing makeup. Like you have makeup in your bag. Put it on. effortless beauty is not as effortless as we all think. Well, we're talking, I'm talking about makeup. Sorry. Oh, okay. But the hair. Yeah, it's true. I'm talking about makeup because filters fix your face. They don't fix your hair. Right. So the hair better look good. I mean, that would be a great app. Yeah, but the hair looking good, (laughs) there is a Korean one. I have it. I'll show you. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. What but, about the app? Like um, you could fix a wave or like a weird... Yeah, it has like different hairstyles you can use. I think it's actually written in Korean, but I'll show you. Okay, okay. thank you. Can I? Can we talk hair for a second? I mean, you're obviously... No. I know, just, just digital and social media strategy. Uh, okay, okay. fine. Um, this is just the thing I've always wondered, and I was like, Jen would be a good person to ask. Hairstylists always say that when you, if you wear your hair a certain way, it gets trained in that direction. Like you can train your part or you can train like a side swoop. And so I just changed my part and was starting to do it a different way. And I feel like maybe my hair is changing. Is that true? Does it grow in the direction that you keep combing it? Or is that like BS? No, I totally believe that. I think that like when clients, like if I ever say you should cut bangs, they're like, oh, but I have a cowlick. I'm like, it'll go away. There's a lot of times that like. It'll go away? Well, there's a lot of times that your hair is like, like if you've been in a middle part, like I just cut bangs myself. And it took like probably two weeks for my hair to start drying the way that I want it to dry in the direction I wanted. Because I do think your hair gets like used to the, the weight of your hair will make a part like it just falls into that place. Or like naturally, you know, you might have a part that has always just, you know, kind of happened. Right. Like, kind of parts or wherever. Um, but I do think that you can train it to, to do another. You just got to stick with it for like two weeks-ish. Yeah. And then you'll start to notice that it's going Yeah, I also direction. think like when you get a haircut too, you guys, it takes like two weeks for your hair to, I think it like goes through a freak out period yeah. where your cuticles are like, wait, what's going on? And, and that's why some people get frustrated because they don't feel like they can style their new haircut, but then it like falls into place. With new skincare too, like they always say like, be consistent and try it for more than two days yeah. just to see. Yeah, but I think you can tip. change your part. I really like your new haircut. Thank it's this you. like Michelle Pfeiffer Scarface thing. What what inspired you? Honestly, this is what I said. I'm like, I don't, I went to, I went to, so to Snapchat and I was like, I should have cut my hair. Got a DM from on, uh, Cotron at Ramirez Tron Salon. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh my God, I'll cut your hair. I'm like, I'm in town for one day. Just got back from Italy, going to New York Fashion Week. Can you do it at three o'clock? He's like, yeah, come to the salon. So I really didn't have time to like, changed my mind, which is good. And I wanted to feel what it felt like for my clients to be in the hot seat. And yeah. I got to tell you guys, it was so scary I could die. Yeah, we know. It's we know. so scary. Did you snap it? And did you, did I you insta- insta-story? I did insta-story, yeah. 
And it was like, I have it saved, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it was so fun and exhilarating. And there was like moments I was like, oh my God, is my husband going to ever want to have sex with me again? And like, oh my God, am I going to look crazy? I don't know. Is, am I having a midlife crisis? It was so scary. Was he doing what you do to clients? Like walking you through it? And, like, well, no, I didn't like say it. I didn't want to throw him off. I was just like in my head, like, oh my God, this could be the biggest mistake. And I'm on social media and I was just smiling so and kind funny. of going through it. Uh -huh. But I'm so happy. Honestly, like I have been preaching to everyone to change up their look. And I felt like I needed to practice what I preached and it's so fun. But my vibe for him, I was like, I want like pretty woman meets Scarface meets Pulp Fiction, but kind of like Hasidic Jewish like wig. <laughs> you got and it, girl. I was obsessed because I was good. like, honestly, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't have time to do my own hair. Like, I just wanted to like dry and be. That looks good. Thank you. Okay, question for you. Who is inspiring you right now in the hair, hair industry? Oh, my God. I just met this amazing woman, Sarah Angius, yesterday. She's from Amsterdam. She started Instagram two years ago. She was a salon hairstylist. She would go in the back room on her lunch break and like make video tutorials of her doing her own hair. She started Instagram two years ago. She has 3.6 million followers. Oh my God. Jeez. She's incredible. So I met her yesterday and did an interview for Main Addicts and she is just awesome. I love, like she was like, I didn't even think anybody was gonna care or watch and she's so good at her videos. So she's somebody that's inspiring me. Um, I have a Finsta account. No. I've had for a year. No. Finsta's the new Insta. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, you're not going to tell us Do you know us, what though. that is? I do. A fake Instagram. So I have a Finsta <laughs> account, and I've been following hairstylists. I have one, too. You do? Oh, my God. I love it. I don't tell Named anybody Named after mine. our old intern, too. Oh, my God. I'm not going to tell you. That's okay. amazing. What do you do with your Finsta? You follow other hairstylists? I stalk other hairstylists. I stalk because like, you you don't want them to know that you're doing mar like research, or it's just weird. I just don't want people to like feel bad if I'm following somebody and not following somebody else. Uh, so I see. it's like my little place that like I can just kind of like stalk everyone, and I'm just looking to see what like this new guard of hairstylists are doing. That's what I mean. Like the conversation of Instagram being like bad or Instagram like changing things. I'm like it's already been done. Like I'm thinking of like the new guard and like what they're doing, and I love watching like the kids who are really good on camera and the kids who are really good at like sharing what they're doing and teaching and can you tell us whose hair you're doing tomorrow or is that off the record I'm working with Kaya Gerber and Cindy Crawford and then in LA our editor is working on a main attic shoot and we're shooting Truly Young who is um, Dr. Dre's daughter she's 14 years old and like the coolest girl who's using Instagram to yeah, like make and, like, art. My main addicts team literally they tell me you guys I'm 37 years old like I can only like be as cool as like I I, I'm wearing a wig and I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> but like I look at my team and we'll be in meetings. Like I didn't know who Zendaya was. And they're like, we have to shoot Zendaya. Next thing you know, she had has a cover girl contract. I didn't know who Karuchi was. I didn't know who Tanache was. Like I didn't know who Cameron Dallas was. Like I was so out of the loop. And we've shot all those people Vogue for the, the day. Site. What? Do you want to come to Teen Vogue for the day? You'll know everyone by the end yes, of the day. Yes, I do. <laughs> but like I, that's the other thing is like when I look at like who my team is and we're going to be hiring a lot of people the next year for Way and for Main Addicts. I don't care if you have a college degree. I don't care if you like have a marketing degree. I like if you're cool and young and you know like fingers on the pulse and you have passion about what's going on in photography and you know I I like want to hire young people. I think that like we can learn so much from them because they know social media. It's like their it's like their first language. Right. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They know mm -hmm. what's popping. They know what's cool. They know what works. They know what doesn't and. I'm really inspired by That's all of them. That's good business advice. Like you're hiring, you know business, you know products. Like you need another part of the business, so you'll hire that part. Yeah, and I'm also Plugged like... Plugged in girls. Yeah, I, boys I know what like my friends want. Like I'm like, 
like pushing millennial. I don't even know if I'm millennial. I'm like on the cusp. But I know that like what my friends and clients and the people that I hang out with a lot want. I'm really lucky because I can like crowdsource with Kendall and Haley and Bella and mm. Kylie and like, you know, they really help keep me kind of informed and like what music is cool and like, you know, what everyone's kind of looking at. It's I have like a lot of my clients have secret Tumblr accounts and so I like follow them to get like inspiration for mood boards for for shoots and stuff. Fumbler? No. No Fumbler. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um so yeah, I, I just think like really being kind of connected to like the younger generation. Like I love talking to anybody that's Gen Z. I was sitting with James Dyson in a meeting and I was like, how old's your granddaughter? He's like 14. I'm like, there's your best person to crowdsource with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't know. I feel like it's really important to listen to like younger people. Let's talk, let's talk product because you're a product queen too. Not just hair first. Let's talk smell okay. because you walked in this oh room and God. we were all like, what's going on right now on your neck? Sexy vibes. Yeah. Um, I am wearing, it's, oh, I'm going to butcher the name. It's a perfume called Kirke, and they have it at Barney's, and the company is Tiziana Terenzi, and it's like this really chic gold bottle. There's a guy at Barney's in LA who like helped me a lot with whey. Yeah. Like he knows the scents I like, so I'll walk in and he's like, come here, come here, and he like shows me all the newest what's in and like what's out. Like a sales out. associate. Yeah. Cool. His name's Fred. And he <laughs> like helps Fred. Fred at Barney's. Yeah, Fred's at He's amazing. And so he basically not the restaurant Fred's. I know that was Fred an old Jones. lady joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's helped me so much in like finding the cool scents that I like. Like Sounds I like delish. like a musky floral. Um, yeah, you seem to like the sort of Middle Eastern scents a little bit. Yeah, I go to Dubai and Qatar and Bahrain like three to four times a year. So I'm like, they smell, that's the thing. Like Women in the Middle East have the most amazing hair. They helped me create my treatment mask because the one thing I realized that women there, the reason they have such healthy hair is because once a week they do a treatment. So we put it in Everyone individual. Does? Yeah, like it's, like, it's a like a family night. So like swear probably 80% of my clients, they do a treatment. And so, um, you know, they helped in telling me which oils really work, um, and the treatment mask we put into individual sachets for the girl on the go in America and in the UK that, you know, we don't really have time for that. So we put it in, in packets. You can take it with you when you get a massage or when you're going to mm. the gym, putting in, you know, a treatment just to kind of Oh, that's hydrate. a good idea. Before, If you're getting a massage at a spa, like put in a hair mask before you lay down on the table. Yeah. That's really it's like nice. a built-in This fine time. Minutes. You know, we have time. We just don't think we do. But you just like when you're watching TV. Yeah. That's more yeah. Let's be, let's be that's honest. That's more realistic. Your cat. They have family yeah, night over exactly. there. We have Bravo night. So whenever you're watching Bravo, <laughs> there you go. Housewives, uh, mask it up. Which one's your... Do you watch Housewives? Yes. I which vac- one is your jam? Wait, can we discuss? I went on vacation with Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and my husband. Okay. In Morocco? And we were That's in... Hot. We went to Morocco in March. We went to Corsica and Sardinia and neither of us had ever been, either couple. And so we're like on a boat and literally the boys were just like, do you guys want to go like sightseeing or get dressed up for dinner? And we're like, no, we're on episode three of Orange County. Like ah! We <laughs> sat in a boat and watched Housewives of Orange County. So sad. The fabulous. They're just like us. You know, no, I I'm it. just That's like not cultured and tired. That's really how you decompress. I like don't think when I'm watching Bravo. It's, it's so my great. favorite. My husband hates it so much. We have a rule. I don't watch Housewives and he doesn't watch Game of Thrones when what? we're both in the house. There's no way skincare yet. Am I right? There's no way skincare. So what do you use on we're, your face? You know, we're getting pushed by a lot of our followers. They're like, we want, we want like stuff for the bath we want stuff for, we want fragrance everyone's pushing us for fragrance yeah you sense. need one you're good, at, you're good at fragrance yeah but what do you use on, like your, so fun. on your face so skincare wise i am a dr orion fan girl i mm. love him he's so amazing he's changed my skin a lot so i get melasma very badly every year 
and he has me on this stuff called Firm and Fade from Epian Center. It has like hydroquinone in it, so I don't really ever get a breakout. I'm mm. probably like gonna die early from using it, but whatever. You gotta be careful with hydroquinone. Oh, look great yeah. at my funeral. It's fine. And then he has me using um, a stuff called Restoration Serum. That's really amazing. And I use Raj Kanodia turned me on to this stuff called Air Medic Orange Blossom Scrub. So I wash mm. with that. And I'm really low maintenance when it comes to like my own care. That's pretty much all I use for my skin. Let's talk about the makeup. What's that, what's the blush? Really good blush happening. Charlotte Tilbury. Which one? Do we know? Um, Royal something. It's okay. a blush. I don't know. It's Should powder. I can find out. No, oh. it is a powder. Yeah, yeah. I can okay. find the name for you. And on the eyes? Um, so on the eyes, I use. You're gonna you think I'm lying. I use Kylie. Jenner's line. So I use like okay, that the hot eyeliner with the brush. Yeah, I don't that's have to good. I don't have to buy makeup, which is so fun. Like I use honestly Chrissy's Becca palette's amazing. Kim's contour is amazing. I love Charlotte Tilbury's blushes. Um and her brushes are amazing. Mm. Troy Surratt has great brushes. Um I use Troy's eyelash curler. I use um a YSL cold pencil for the inside. Okay. And then on the edges, I use either the Kai liner or I use um, Hourglass and Lorac. Both have really nice fine-tipped liquid liners. Yeah. And then mascara-wise, I've been using Shayla Makeup's Maybelline collab. It's a really good Shayla. mascara. Her um, her Instagram name is Makeup Shayla. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So okay. I use Shayla's. And then Desi Perkins and um, Katie DeGroat just came out with really amazing palette um, with Dosa Colors. So I use that. Huda Beauty hooks me up with my lips. I use um, I use Wild Child and Jet Setter for lip color. Yeah. I'm like crazy about makeup, I realize. And then Kevin O'Quan Concealer helps to cover up my melasma and my dark spots. Nice yeah. work. That little pot, that secret pot. What's mm -hmm. it called? Secret camouflage. Yeah, and then I use YSL powder to set everything. Those are some. Those I are. I just said like I'm low maintenance, and there was no, 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 no. <laughs> wow. it, But it comes off effortless. It really does, to be honest. But I know my routine, right? I do yeah, my makeup. In, I do my makeup in the car, and then I use the little kiss lashes, the little like cluster lashes on the edges. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, they are nail brand. Low maintenance. Lashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not low maintenance at all. Huh? <laughs> They're just some individual mm. lashes. Yeah, with my hair. <laughs> Look good, Jen. Thank you. Do. you do. Thank you, guys. Um, this was awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for coming. So much fun. Did I like say anything that was informative? Um, yes, you've given us like social media consulting, okay, some good. like deep hair background. Did we not ask you something we should have asked you? No, I think yes. we covered it. I mean, my life is literally like housewives, um, curling hair, social media, 40% of my day. And juices. And really complicated makeup Ooh, routine. Okay, wait, I have one question. What do we not see on the Instagram? Mm. <laughs> literally, maybe me in the bathroom. But <laughs> I, I, I was everything. thinking that, but I was like, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, no, I show everything. Really? I, you guys, I froze my embryos last year, and I literally had the phone in the doctor's office, like talking about it and posting about it. That's something that I think is really interesting too. Is I am such an oversharer, and my husband was like, "Listen, if you really want to talk about it, I'm totally fine." So he he's really great, and he lets yeah. me kind of just like be a loudmouth. But what was annoying for me was when I decided to freeze embryos. I posted about it, and the minute I posted and said, like, my husband and I decided this, it was really easy. Like, yeah. you guys should definitely think about it. I think we see, like, so many statistics that, like, people are starting families a lot later in mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. and better safe than sorry. So um, when I did it, all of my friends came out of the woodworks, and they're like, oh, my God, it was the best thing I ever did. I froze my eggs. I'm like, why has no one talked about it? Like, it's, like, something that people are mm -hmm. ashamed of, that women should be ashamed of, and that really irks me. 
And so for me, it's really important to share, like, you know, as I'm like learning about business and about this world and about life and everything, I like to share that because I, would, yeah. I think it can help somebody. And I, you know, and those are the people that inspire me, like people who do share. And I think that's why the Kardashians honestly have been so influential. And Chrissy. It's because, yeah. and Chrissy, they're not afraid to like show their their true selves. And God, I wish we talked about this earlier. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. But, you know, I think that that's something that I really learned from. I mean, I, you know, get to like watch my clients and I see the way that they are so brave and they just share so many aspects of life. And they're very, um, you know, their walls are down and they show things that like we would never want to show. And I think it's important because, you know what, we're humans. And like, I, I think it's important just to like really, you know, let people know that like it's all fluff and like we definitely look good with our filters but you also need to show people that like you know the real stuff so how old were you when you did that 20 no when not 20 oh my god how old am i now 37 uh 35 when you did that mm -hmm. yeah we froze embryos and it was like the best thing i ever did because it took the weight off of my shoulders completely and i felt like i could really focus on my career that's the thing that i really want like women who are young budding entrepreneurs that are listening to know that you know we live in a time now, I look at my social media stats, 71% of women follow me on Instagram, 91% follow me on Snapchat. The reason that there is this like big burst of female entrepreneurs and girl power is because we're running the show. We're changing the game. We're changing the way businesses run. We're changing the conversation and we're all helping to empower one another. And so I think that like we do live in a time where you really can have it all. And when it comes to like children, it's such a touchy subject because you know, people don't want to be told what to do. I just think that, you know, it's your it's your choice and it's your decision, whatever you want to do. If you do want to have a family or you don't, fine. But if you do, I would say freeze your eggs or freeze embryos with your partner, for sure. Are you going to use them? Like, do I you want to buy them? <laughs> I will sell one. No, is there, I'm just curious, is there like a set yeah. timetable? Like, okay, I'm doing this now and then when I'm 40, or is it just like a, just so you can be free to not think about it? You know, it? here's the thing. Like, I definitely want to have kids with my husband one day. It's like something that's so important. And I think that like when I'm, when I'm done with a certain chapter in my life, like I want to be fully focused and I want to do it the way that I, I envision it. So we're going to wait probably another year and a half or two years. We talk about it. Yeah, I feel like I, it's a really hard conversation, at least I find, because, like, I'm not sure what... Why am I talking about this? Because it's a podcast. Yeah, we're okay. Like, I'm not See, sure what I want to do. you need to, like, do. share these things, because people need sure. to hear about it and even want to talk about it. I, like, I'm not sure what I want to do, but, like, I have a hard time talking to, like... If I talk to, like, m like other moms, I don't want to, like, put them against the wall and be like, what's it really like? Cause oh, I, I do it all the time. Well, no, I, I, do, I do, but I also know I'm going to get a biased point of view... Because You're talking about your working friend moms? Yeah, or? yeah, exactly. Okay. Because, like, I don't want to be like, come on, like, is it really hard? Like, I, it's, right. it's, it's individual for each person. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? I do ask the questions. I ask so many because it's the one thing that terrifies me. I've never been scared of, you know, I've never been scared of, like, milestones and, like, hitting things and, and having goals. Having children scares me to death I'm because I'm it's terrified. so permanent. Yeah. yeah. And I see, you know... I, I don't know. I see like a lot of selfish things in my life that I need to change for yeah. me to like feel like I'd be a good parent. But when I ask my girlfriends, I honestly look at my like stay at home moms and I think that's the hardest job in the world. Yeah. Like, 
my best friend is a stay-at-home mom. Like, we moved out from, like, we're the only two that left our little Mormon town and came to L.A. together. And she is a stay-at-home mom, and, like, we get together, and, like, we watch each other's lives, and she's like, oh, what you're doing is so hard. And I'm like, what you're doing is so hard. It's all hard, you know? Mm -hmm. But I do think, like, I talk to, like, Jessica Alba about it a lot. I talk to, you know, a lot of my girlfriends who are working moms, to Kim, to Courtney, you know? And I think, like, it just comes down to, like, Everyone says, like, there's no perfect way. You just find the balance. And I, I know that that's just kind of how it's going to be, you know? Well, some people just say, like, oh, you just have to do it and you find your way. And then some people are like, you know, like, you have to make plans and you have to like, do it when I the time I think, like, jumping into it blindly it sounds scary. I, I'm <laughs> But I'm also, like, OCD. I have to have a plan. I have yeah. to have, like, something mapped out. I got to, like, yeah. you know, have a, a calendar and a schedule. So I know we'll definitely have to, like, try to find a way that we can have help. Or if my husband, you know, can be a mom and dad, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love how you're saying to be more open about it because I think the more I have these conversations, the more I feel like less. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You know what you I know. mean? And I also think shame. It. Sometimes it's just like a privacy thing. If people but aren't why is it private? Like, what is, like, I don't, I don't understand why it's so taboo. It's a good question. Like, if you're not why ashamed, is that private? why would I you feel share? ashamed because some people don't think that it's scary. They're like, oh, yeah, that's just what you do. You mm. know what I mean? And I feel like ashamed because it's, I don't feel um Oh, everyone needs to super, stop like, so offended. You know, like yeah, like let's let's do this. Yeah, you but know? I think it comes down to again, like Sheryl Sandberg's book. Like I read it and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna find all the answers to life. And when I read Lean In, I was like, wait, you're just saying like, stay at home moms don't judge the working moms and vice versa. And it's like life is hard at the end, but it's yeah. true. That's kind of what life is, you know. And I think like the conversation of, you know, don't you feel like with your friends it was kind of like this divide of like the working moms and the stay at home moms. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now it's kind of. With Instagram, it's kind of dying down a little bit because we kind of see so much more of each other's lives. And I don't know. I'm an oversharer, so I think talk about it because why not? I don't think it could hurt. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Wow, thank, we went thank on you for so being many so topics open today. And, and for being here. And Thank you guys for having me. Your honesty. Oh my God, I'm on a podcast. This is <laughs> like, you are. This <laughs> is my bucket list. <laughs> Drop the mic, literally. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. 
Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on aloemoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Why do we indulge you, Belle, the producer? Because it's fun. Jess, what are you raising a wand to this week? 
love this lip product. And so does like everyone who sees it. I, I know what you're going to do because I've been complimenting you all week and every time I do, it's the same damn product. But, no, but I've been wearing this for like, I would say like a month or so and people are asking and I had to be like, oh, it's not out. Yeah, it's not out. Yeah, it's out. It's called Dior Rouge Liquid in 442 Impetuous Satin. And you guys, longtime listeners will know that I don't really do liquid lipsticks. I find them very drying. Because you think they make your lips... If you know, you know. I think they look like something unsavory. Mm -hmm. But this coral color drives me crazy. I do like to use a balm underneath um, because it is a liquid lipstick, but it's not super drying. And... It is a bit summery. It's this nice color, this nice coral color, but I'm definitely going to be wearing it through the early months of fall. What's yours? Oh, it's 35 bucks at Sephora.com. Um, I'm going to keep it in the family. I'm raising a wand to a Kiehl's product. Mm. Longtime listeners will know Jessica is engaged to the director of science, Bobby Bobby Blah, at Kiehl's. Scientific director. That's what I meant. <laughs> So, do you know, while you were away, you were on, like, some trip, I was texting with Jeff, your fiancé, about this product, because I was like, I really like it. And then he was like, yep, that's one of mine. I had one caveat, which I'll share, but why are you laughing? I did. So, it's the Creme Decor Nourishing Dry Body Oil. I'm a longtime fan of Creme Decor, which is the classic Kiehl's body lotion, the golden color. Mm -hmm. It's so hydrating. It's a model fave. It is a model fave. <laughs> but, so, they did a dry body oil version, and because it just leaves your skin kind of glimmery. It has like a soft, um, not oriental, it's like a vanilla comforting mm -hmm. scent. Just sort of wraps you. And for this time of year, if you're still wearing short sleeves, you look all soft and shimmery. But I've been putting it everywhere because you told me I need body lotion because I'm old. Okay. <laughs> so my one caveat for him, though. <laughs> yes. The good thing about it is the mister. So a lot of time on dry oils, like it squirts out like a little squirt. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have that atomizer quality. It doesn't feel luxurious. It doesn't. Somehow, I don't know how the frick he did it, he got a body oil into a sprayer and it sprays very fine mist. Beautiful mist. Beautiful mist. However, I, I am now spraying it in the bathtub after I finish my shower yeah. because I got really into the mist and I was like, look how it gets into the air. It's all over my skin. I was rubbing it in. So I was without knowing it, setting up like an oil slick on my wooden yeah, floors. Yeah. So I like went back in the bathroom and then I took a step out of the That's, bathroom. Oh my God. I'm just guessing my life, your life flashed <laughs> my, my eyes. My feet just like slipped out. That's really scary. Me. And Jeff was like, yeah, duh. Like you've got to like aim it a little bit. I was like walking into the spray of body oil. He didn't say duh. No, he didn't. Right? He was so okay, nice. He okay. like, maybe we should put a warning on the, on the bottle. I was like, nope. I'm probably just the idiot that thought, you know, no, just spray it everywhere and walk through the mist of oil to hydrate. That, that 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 happened actually on set recently with hair products. Somebody was spraying like a oh, like yeah, a Moroccan like oil or yeah, something everywhere, totally. and I almost ate it. And I was like, "Somebody better put a sign here," you know. But it's that that's how it goes with those things. But yeah, that, be careful, guys. Anytime you're using any kind of oil spray, whether yeah. it's a hair thing or a body thing. But I spray that product. I love that product too. I spray it into my little paw. And then rub. Yeah, but that's just how I like to use it. You can certainly spray it, mist it, but then just be careful. Creme Decor, Nourishing Dry Body Oil, it's $34. The other thing is that lasts a really long time because only a little bit comes out in that nice micro mist. So mm -hmm. raise a wand. Congrats, Jeff, on a lovely new product. <laughs> oh, thanks. From from Jeff and, and, and me and the whole family. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars.
five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fat Mascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 